This is a Stand-Up New York Labs production, providing you decent podcasts since 2013. Hey guys, awesome episode today. We got a guy who wants to propose, another guy who's going to the holiday party, and another dude who's not fucking in college. Check it out, enjoy, share it with friends. Boom. Jared Freed coming to you live from New York City's Upper West Side, Stanford York Labs, where every Tuesday and th- Friday, with your emails, your stories, your questions, I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And keep doing that. The only way this keeps getting bigger and bigger every episode is by you, the listener, spreading the word. And I know that's a little weird. I say this sometimes to you to go to another dude and say, "Hey, it's a, you're going on a ledge for your your butt your your Uncle J train. You're saying, "Hey, I think this thing is funny and fun to listen to. You should listen too because they're going to go back and say, "Yeah, we'll see." And then you have to deal with the repercussions, but trust the king of brunch. Trust Uncle J train, trust TD Freed. Trust the Wizard of Haas to deliver for you. So keep telling friends, keep spreading the word, and I love it. Every time I get a tweet or a DM or a Snapchat, if you're listening how and where and when and with who, you're on a road trip, it feathers this podcaster's nuts. Oh, it's like you took a feather and struck it all the way to the taint and up and down and back around. So keep them coming. Keep feathering, keep spreading the word, um, and let me take one second to mention Patreon. I do it, uh, you know. Now we, we're on a roll here. Patreon is, uh, it's 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 the new. I think we're moving this way, you know, cutting the cord, choosing what you want, getting more involved with the people that create for you. If you found value in this podcast, we've been doing it four years. Getting advice from it. Take a look at the Patreon page, patreon.com slash Jared Freed, patreon.com slash Jared Freed. There's many options. A buck a, a buck a month, if you're finding value in this podcast, I would love for you to you know give and uh, support. And it all goes towards making more highs for you. So go check it out. A um, couple more announcements before I bring on our guests. Uh, I'm going to be in San Antonio, LOL Comedy Club, Laugh Out Loud Comedy Club, San Antonio, October 18th and 19th. I'm going to be in Comics Mohegan Sun, November 24th and 25th. Comics Come Home, that's a big one. Boston Garden, November 18th. 
So go check out, get those tickets. Also, Laughable App. Love the Laughable app, and you can find great guests like, you know, that we have here and see where else they've been and find other podcasts and find other comedians. It's really a great way to spread yourself out. I was just away, and I ran out of the podcast over the weekend because I was with family, and I was just trying to get away. I went straight on Laughable, and I was like, let me, let me find someone I like to follow and see what they've been on. Also, the voicemail. We're going to play a voicemail at the end, the J-Train Podcast voicemail. 347-669-8252. Plug it into your phone. You go out, you get a spur-of-the-moment question, call it up. Papa JT, right in your ear. Very excited about today's guest. Um, such a funny comic, and it's, uh, I'm a fan. I'm not, I'm, uh, I'm going to say it, I'm going to feather your nuts right away. <laughs> Roy in Wood my Ju- tank, please. I'll, right, I'll get please you tank. in the tank. Roy Wood Jr., thank you for coming on. Man, thank you for having me, sir. It is a pleasure. Uh, you've seen him on The Daily Show. He's got a Comedy Central special. Well, I, dude, it, it's really great to have you. This is my pleasure, and <laughs> I don't get to, like, just sit and talk non-politics. Yeah. Is that kind of annoying? It's not annoying. It's the it, job. It's just, Is it know, exhausting? I mean, you work at Baskin-Robbins all day. You don't want ice cream yeah. when you go home. But, you know, you still love what you do. It's just there's days where it's really difficult because it's really hard news. And you go, Jesus Christ, where's the joke? Of course. Where's the joke in mass deportation? Yeah. Of children. (laughs) Let me me go to the the writer's wing and figure out a nice little punchline. And it's generally what I found, though, um, my strategy creatively you're never going to find a joke in the issue. Yeah. But if you can find a joke in the people that are on the wrong side of the issue and their policies, their opinions, their perspectives, then you can usually mine. You can harvest some good yeah. jokes from that field. But it's 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 a more difficult road to climb to find a joke within the actual Also, issue. when you're looking at it in the issue, you have to know so much. Now there's certain people that I'm like, I, I'm not that smart. I don't know every angle of this topic. There's yeah. so much gray to a lot of issues, and you don't know. I don't know the facts. Like, you know, today it's Columbus Day. I I have no thought in my mind. I, mm-hmm. Columbus Day? Like, how would I know? Dude, there <laughs> you know? Like, is... And then people are so adamant, and I'm like, how do you know? Because there's just people who just history buffs. Like, that's why when people, like, they go, oh, you're a writer on The Daily Show. I go, no, don't say that. Yeah. I'm a correspondent. I go on TV and... I might collab a little bit with the writers, but the writers on all of the all of these political shows, yeah, these dudes are like walking almanacs. These women are like smartest. They, Henry Kissinger in a speech in 1971 oh. said something <laughs> similar. I think if we can find that and juxtaposition yeah. that against what Mike Pence did today, I think we'll find some similarities. Oh. I'm like, what? How did you do that? <laughs> Wait, but they know that, but that's their sport. I would be in the hallway and I just go, like I would like fall asleep standing <laughs> up. <laughs> nah, it's gold when. It's gold when it all comes together, and I just respect the fact that for a lot of people, politics and news is their sports. Yeah. I'm a sports guy. I can take you back to 87, 88 Chicago mm-hmm. Cub rosters just on a random yeah, June you're... day. I can name starting lineups and yeah. Don Zimmerman. Like, like I can go deep into the woods on that. Of There's course. just people who can go deep into the woods on other things. I, I've seen you at the Cubs game. You're a big Cubs fan. Yeah. And you've thrown out a pitch. Finally. Finally. <laughs> Finally. That, was that your sports dream? Toiling in the minor leagues, throwing out pitches for the hometown yeah. Birmingham Barons. 
That's a big thing. Which yeah. is a great. It's, it's yeah, you got, hey, you got to come up from somewhere. Yeah. Uh, tried to throw a sinker. It went way outside the left-handed batter's box. Were you so? Was this the dream? Is this was this a, you know? It was dope. It, it was like I I cannot downplay it. Like I I I try to think of really exciting things that I've done in my life. Yeah, and it's as exhilarating as skydiving, as amazing as whitewater rafting, and I've done and plus all you three don't, of those. And you don't want to fuck up that pitch, which I did. You did, but I mean, I not did. not enough. You weren't, you know, the guy that was in Cincinnati. You know, you oh, and hit the guy in the balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you hit the, the photographer got well, hit in the nuts. One was a photographer got hit in the nuts, but then there's like the famous one that's the guy that like he was the uh, the sprinter. It was an Olympian or Carl, oh, Carl Lewis. Carl Lewis. Yeah, Carl Lewis threw one that was. He looked very, like he couldn't even throw. Yeah, down south we call it flicked it. Flicked. Like not afflicted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flicked it. We just take the uh off of it. Fifty Cent had a bad one too. He had a bad one 50 too. Fifty Cent's throw looked like a no look pass to somebody yeah. in the dugout. It didn't even like that's <laughs> that one he looked like he was trying to do a bad job. Yeah. I I thought about like it's weird because you, you start doing comedy and you're like, how would this help you know, what dreams erupt from your dream? I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it's like now that I'm doing this, what else is there what something is, else? What's I could the do? thing that I could see myself? What if this went as good as it could go? What's the one thing I would want to do? And I, I have a thing in mind. I, I've, I've been thinking about this for like what's yours? Past three years. I, my favorite sports TV thing is Lee Corso doing the picks oh, at the end of game with day with the mascot heads. With the mascot heads, I want to be the guest picker when they. I'm, I went to Penn State. So nice. when they play at Penn, and they Keegan Michael Key is always their go-to now because he, you know, he does impression of the coach now, and yeah. he's the guy that they bring in. But I, I, if it, if this went as good as it could ever go, that's the one thing I would need, and I would want to do it on a whiteout game when they do the uh, the, the whiteout, whiteout, and I would have game. a, I would go up, I, I could give it away. I, uh, this is what I would do. I would go in a full white suit, and then when they ask for my pick. I would rip off the full white suit, and I would be in a white speedo. Nice, and that's how I would make the pick. I've I've thought about this a million times. You in a speedo, I guarantee you, they're cutting to a crane shot of the crowd. They, yeah, camera two, give me a tight three, crop him out, crop know, him out. We don't know where he's going. Have you ever been to a game day taping? Um, they came to Penn State when I was there, and it's it was early, early. It's like well, I was the tailgate czar for my fraternity. So what I would do, I was up early anyways. But so like game day week when what they is, no keep going. But I have questions about okay. tailgate czar. So game day week when they come to your school, have you you've been? Yeah, I, they came to Florida A and M and Tallahassee, and okay. then we would also go up the street to Florida State when so, they become to Florida. But State. But that and so you know the whole school's on fire when they come. Like mm-hmm. it's not just them there. You don't have to go to the taping to know that they're there. Yeah, the vibe is all over the school. It was Ohio State, Penn State when Ohio when Penn State first like came. They were bad for a lot of years, and then they had one good year. It was like two thousand four or five. Is that the Kajana Carter? No, no, no. It was uh, after Kajana. Carter. It was after Kajana. It was like, okay. and Paterno wasn't even coaching at this point. No headset on the sideline. He was as good as you or I. <laughs> Looking you know? like Bobby Bowden. Yeah, just standing he just there. had no idea. How would he know what's going on? And I would look like an asshole because I was not from there. I was from, you know, coming from out of state. <laughs> and I'd be like, he's not doing anything. And people were like, shut no, up. shut that's up. Jopa. That's that's the St. Joe. You know, that you yeah. know, you wonder why shit went down the way it went down. That's yeah. why. No one asks the questions of him. 
So not even why he's not wearing a head headset. You think they're gonna ask him if the kids are getting no, fucked? Yeah. No. So I I and I remember game day came and it was like there was a nice you know when it has that little mist of rain in the air. Mm-hmm. Really feels like football weather. And I would I remember we were doing the tailgate. We did it at the fraternity. Usually we would go to this field called Lot D twenty five. And I would go around all, you know, it was a pass down position in my fraternity where someone was the tailgate czar and then they would, you know, graduate and someone else would get it. And Friday we'd set up all the food. And then Saturday we'd get out there at like 6.30 a.m. Start grilling and drinking. Breakfast burritos. We'd do a thing called the beta cheese dip that people, you know, was the going all day. come over and Sororities visit and share and you get some food, babe. 75 yeah. cases of beer, case of vodka. We'd have theme weeks. Jeez. And it was it was mayhem. And then people tripping, pushing each other, doing table topping. We called them high lows. You know, pushing oh, each other over. yeah, over someone, a table, yeah. Someone would bend behind them and then they'd push them over them. Yeah. So then everyone, after they'd see one guy get pushed down, everyone walking around doing, you know, donkey kicks. Sort of protect themselves. It was animals. Yeah, nut check, cup check. Yeah. yeah. So that was a that's a you know. So when game day came, you know, it was just a lot of you just feel it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you're like this is just in the air. Even you didn't even need to alcohol. know. Oh my god. So I mean, I but my that's my dream of all. Do you have any other like sports ideally, dreams? Ideally, I would love to take batting practice on a major league field. And I've come close twice, Mm. and both times we relate to the fucking game. And the biggest Uh. mistake that I make when I go to Cubs games, more often than not, Mm. and I I hope none of these people are listening, but it's (laughs) true, I sometimes go to baseball games with people who don't love baseball as much as I do. Uh. And I'm a guy who could get there an hour before and watch watch them take infield, mm-hmm. watch them water it down, watch them drag the dirt to smooth it out. It's all interesting. I love it. I grew yeah. up playing the game, so this is, it's therapeutic. And yeah. then you have buddies who go, hey, I'll, I'll be there by the third inning. Can you bring my <laughs> ticket down to the gate? And just, yeah. Oh, my God. There are, there are annoying people with that stuff. Yeah, so it's it tends to be something that I can only go to like with my girl or with Die Hard, like legit Die yeah. Hard. I was with uh, Steve Byrne, Sarah Tiana, Felipe Esparza, and my man Joe Kilgallen, and we saw Jake Arrieta's no-hitter at Dodger Stadium two years oh, ago. Oh, wow. Like, that's the squad. Like, they all love baseball. There's no – like, and we were so drunk, we didn't even realize it was a no-hitter to the eighth. Of course. It's just eating horrible well, food <laughs> yeah, and yeah, drinking yeah. and yelling. And go, well, that's why I like Wrigley Field so much. I mean, I, I have a – space in my heart for Fenway but I think Wrigley is like the best drinking experience you could have you know what I appreciate about Fenway and I'll show you this so you know I'm not um so you know that I'm not BSing that's that's my kid ah. I saw Cubs Cubs socks at Fenway earlier this year yeah what I appreciate about Fenway is it's a baseball stadium they they don't care about ambiance and fan experience no. and all of this stupid extra stuff going on in the tunnels and in the concourse. It's take, d- d- did you get your food? Yeah. Good. Sit, sit down. Go sit down. I, I, yeah. And, and he, they even have seats that are behind obstructed view seats. That's how little <laughs> they care about people going to their games and how much fun Dude, they're having. Dude, I used to in high school, 
we would skip school once a year. This is 94, 95, Deion Sanders administration okay. of the Atlanta Braves. We would skip school and drive over to Atlanta and watch a midday. Like if the Braves had an 11 a.m. game, oh, we're for sure skipping school because we could be back in Birmingham with the time differential. There you go. And be back home in time. Yeah, I had a good day at school. <laughs> yeah. You could get an obstructed view seat at Fulton County Stadium for $5 behind the Jumbotron. All you could see was second and third base <laughs> and left field. You you couldn't that's even see. That's literally the skipping school <laughs> special. That's what they should tell that's how Dude, they should promote it. It was the greatest high school mixer because every other high school in yeah. Atlanta would they would they skip school. They were there school. too. Yeah. So it was just a upper deck full of like 15 and 16 year olds <laughs> and People are making out. There's people yeah. smoking weed. Some of us are just legit. I'm the only guy trying to watch the game. You're wondering who's stealing. Yeah, is that Otis Nixon? Who's, yeah. What what just happened? Someone <laughs> cheered. I can't tell. It must have happened at first base. The one time we went, uh, I went with some friends to a, a game. We were getting drunk. It was in high school, and we were one of my buddies was driving, and we were drinking beers in the car, and literally like just dropping them on the street like opening the door and just throwing beer cans out of the car <laughs> as we're drinking. And we get to the stadium and my one buddy, he's like, he's like a, he's the nicest guy he still is. He's, but he's like, you know, he's, he's, he's very like cut clean cut. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't know we'd be, and we were drunk in the stadium. We're yelling out at the players. And then all of a sudden he sees uh, Aaron Burn, Aaron Boone. Okay. And he, and he had a neck warmer on. And my buddy, who is not the yell-out no. type, just goes, nice neck warmer, Boone. And Aaron Boone just looks up and was like, that's the best you have? <laughs> like, gave a look like, what? That's like, what you're coming at me with? Say. And we're like, dude, you can never speak again. No. You're out. Of- we we yell nice, nice neck warmer, Boone, to this day at him. <laughs> just like, dude, that's what you yeah, had. See your shoes. You're wearing shoes. <laughs> what are you, style? Stupid <laughs> shoes match your jersey. <laughs> you ready for some emails? Yeah, man. I'm Let's pumped to have you. Roy Wood Jr., go check him out. The Daily Show. He's going to be on C SPAN, October 25th, radio correspondence meeting. That's like the. Dinner. Yeah, it's one. Of, it's the smaller one of the White House correspondence dinners. It's the that's one kind of the AAA version of the White House correspondent. 100%. Isn't that what uh, Hassan did before? Yeah, Hassan did the first one, and he went super viral because he went in there and blasted Congress to their face. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, he crushed them. I'm not going to top that, but he he was amazing. He was good. I mean, he worked hard at it. I remember seeing him around doing all that stuff. And, you know, it comes together. Yeah. It's weird to see it at a comedy club because people are like, why is he talking about some guy I've never even heard of? Yeah. And then you see it in the room. Down, and then you see him do it on actual television, and it's dope. This is, uh, I love some of the emails that we get here on the podcast because sometimes we just wait for certain guests. This is called Save for an African-American Guest. Wait, that's the subject <laughs> that's line? That's the subject line. <laughs> so we're, we're happy that you're here. Oh God! You're our, you're now our you know our resident African American. So does this mean I have to come on once a month once now a month. to catch the black questions? <laughs> Jared and guest as okay. a recent post grad white working as a graduate assistant coach. The group I live go out with is fifty fifty blacks and whites. Is it racist of me to play hood rap songs at pregame, or is it racist of me to not play them? And what does he do for a living again? He says that he's a graduate assistant coach. Oh, grad assistant coach. So he's trying to play music in the locker room to set the mood. 
set the mood for the game. Yeah, set the mood for the game. Or sometimes I know a lot of football teams lift weights to music. Mm-hmm. So just, and also they have it on during practice now. That's a big thing. Yeah. Where they'll just have it on the speakers. I think I think what you do, what I would do, okay, if I'm this white person and I'm trying not to seem racist, yeah, is, is asking the question racist? No, no, asking the question is not racist because you're attempting to gain information so that you don't make the mistake. This is so I've been talking about this lately. That. I've been talking. I just moved to Harlem, so oh, nice. every question <laughs> at a certain point becomes about race because I don't know. Which is fair, as long as you ask, but don't act on assumptions. Because there's, in a way, like, I always found it to be cool. And because, number one, in an athletic situation, it's more fraternal and brotherly. Mm -hmm. It's not like these aren't your black roommates and they're going, yo, why is he playing future? I don't like this guy. If you're playing, I think you're on the team. Yeah, I think the move as a grad assistant is to go to the players and ask them, what are y'all listening to right mm-hmm. now? And catch when it's like five or six of them. Yeah. What are y'all listening to? Ask the black players and then ask the white players. Mm-hmm. Ask the white players in front of the black players and vice versa. Yeah. Then when you go back and set your Spotify or set your title playlist, then you can set music that alternates between what everybody wants to hear. And now they can't say, what the hell are you doing? Because, motherfucker, I asked you. Of course. And if any other song comes on, you just write it off to the algorithm. Yeah. I mean, you get you have safety it plays in the future, algorithm. It's, it's going to play a little Yachty. And if it plays a little Yachty, it's going to play 21 Savage. And it plays mm-hmm. Savage, it's going to play Tyler to create. And you, man, what you know about that? Hey, man, that is, that's the machine. <laughs> that's the D, That's the, the DJ's yeah, the racist but Now, algorithm. you might be a white person with a deep-ass love for hip-hop and a deep catalog of music. And I think at the end of the day, no one's going to care if you're out there playing black music. And they go, who told you about that? that man, fuck that. They're gonna be honored that you love the music. That, like, and and honored cool. that you asked. I think that's a big thing. I, if it were me, you gotta go around and poll the room. Yeah, and pretend to give a fuck. And and even and because you're not faking, you're legitimately concerned. And in that comes the dialogue about mm. music. Oh, you like that guy? I never heard of that guy. Where's he from? You know what I like? I like Eminem. I like the yes. old D12 or. You know, I used to like outcasts, like whatever you want to throw back at them because they're young. They're not going to know half of the fucking music that you grew up on as a grad assistant. Absolutely. Plus the fact that you're going to see people get excited for their music coming on. Mm-hmm. That's how you learn about, it. oh, you like this thing, because then maybe you'll see someone that you didn't expect to like it, like it. Something he could do that's just a fun touch. It's it's going to take a bit of editing. Um, But you could make... um. You can make a fake radio station. So I, I coached um, for three weeks, not okay. a long time. I coached YMCA youth soccer. You do? I know that wasn't how you expected that sentence to end. No, I didn't. <laughs> Where? I on, uh, in Tallahassee. I had on one of those tight suits like the French, like those French coaches Really? Do. Yeah, I wore a suit to practice because it was white kids, and I wanted to put off. This I was I was in my early 20s. and. Okay. I looked like I was way skinnier. Like when I was 20, I looked 14. Uh-huh. So I felt like a suit exuded some level of professionalism and respect. And you have to, I'm dressed better than you. Therefore, I know everything. Shut the fuck up. I came here prepared. Yes. Yeah. So what I would do was pull a little stupid pop music or whatever, but then 
put little fake radio DJ breaks in between, and you could do that with some audio editing. If I'm that coach, if you really, really want to blow their fucking minds, you run like three songs in a row, and then coming out of one of those songs, that was such and such with the such and such. That's funny. Yeah. Defense on the field, three four defense. Remember yeah. next week, hit the B gap, hit the B gap hard linebacker. This is W football. <laughs> Let's listen to some such and such because now you're clowning yourself. Yeah. You're being corny, and and you can say who it was suggested by. Yeah. That was requested by so and so. You yeah. can make it. You know, person. Then they'll hear their name. That type of shit lightens the mood. This next one is, this next one goes out to special teams. Big play last (laughs) week by Randy. Exactly. Or crack whatever fuck-ass joke you want, but now you have to do, I don't want to turn on my radio side of my brain, but, you know, every two to three songs, have a little 30-second little, or it could be every half hour of music. Introduces you in, outro, intro, that type Correct. of thing. And then it's And at that point, now we're talking about a SoundCloud file, because now you just put all of the music into one audio file, yeah. and you hit play and leave that bitch alone, and it's a three-hour file. And now, you, and now you have a whole show that you've put on. Yeah, you have a whole show. Now, yeah. of course, the problem is that football practice is every goddamn day. <laughs> so now you're getting into producing a show every day. No. But just even if it's one or now two Now you have a breaks, second job. Yeah. yeah. If it's every three hours, if you did two breaks that's comedy yeah and that lightens the mood just for a split second and you could do that over the course of the whole week and they won't music. expect it no that jtrain podcast at gmail.com jtrain podcast at gmail.com here with Roy Wood Jr. at Roy Wood Jr. on Twitter and Instagram daily show correspondent meeting radio correspondent meeting C-SPAN October 25th I like this question should I propose <sighs> a heavy sigh there's a lot of variables Papa JT, I need your help. I'm a classic. Sh- I'm a classic Shelb and 27 year old who just graduated from a low tier online school based out of San Diego. <laughs> yeah. Azusa Pacific <laughs> waits for that beautiful Jewish laugh to finish. Yeah, I'm I bet, laughing. I'm gonna Google. I bet you Here, it's here's the problem. I may have to go back to school for another two years because of a recent change of heart and what I do with my what I'm doing with my life. Fuck sitting in an office watching my life tick away doing something I hate. Now look towards my beautiful 999 girlfriend of five years. I want to propose, but she's about to come roaring out of school into a job starting around 60K a year. She comes from a conservative family, and I wonder how they think they will look uh, me proposing with two years of school plus training without a decent-paying job. Will they think I can take care of their baby girl? Who knows? So I come to you, dearest KOB. Should I say fuck it, buy a ring, and drop down on one knee? Or hold off until finish line is more in sight for my career. Even if it doesn't make the pod, I'd like to know what you think. Uh, what do we think? If what you are is enough for her now, fuck anybody else in your orbit. Hmm. Her parents, your parents, her friends, anyone that has a goddamn opinion outside of hers does not matter. And if you are enough for her now, you're only going to get better. So... Any insecurities about providing and you having to live off her or maybe move in. Because school is expensive, especially at 27, 28. Mm-hmm. you got to go back and get more education. That means you're working weird hours. That means you're going to be in class more. So you're staring down the barrel of an 18-hour day, realistically. So the relationship might suffer a little bit. But if she loves you, you'd be surprised what women are willing to put up with if it's a man that loves them. And now, is willing to work at bettering himself to be a provider. I agree with you, and I like that. Um, the idea, I think part of this though, like she's just getting out of school. Wouldn't you want 
to go through the motion of being the working adult out of school before you'd get into before marriage marriage well let me speak first and foremost i'm 38 never been married okay i almost proposed one time when i was 24 but found out she was cheating that's another how'd you find out topic for another day we were sharing cell phone plans this is back when you shared cell phone plans and she kept pushing us over our minutes and i was like who the fuck are you talking to and like back in 03 you could get your full they would send you your full like the dossier Sprint will send you a 90-page manifest yeah. every month of every single communique you committed mm-hmm. I was with just, that device. <laughs> yeah. And I go, oh, who's this person? So you, you, and can you see it a lot. Oh, dude, I can see the whole text thread online. Back in the day, you could pull up your text thread online. Oh, shit. I didn't even need to go through your phone. So I at that point, were you guys done right away? Oh, yeah, I was done, done. I was, to, I was just talking oh, to like a family member of mine just about uh, how there was like a two-year period when – People didn't realize that your iCloud connected to your <laughs> your iPad and your phone. Yes. And there was a, like how many like the spike in divorces that happened <laughs> over those two years where texts were going to the iPad as well as the mm-hmm. phone. And that's like one of those like moments in time that you're just gonna hit. Yep. Like you had no avoiding that okay. little like oh, whoops pro- problem in the system. Um, rushing to marriage is one thing. Um, if she's not pressuring you for marriage, I wouldn't press the issue, but the dude feels like he's found a good woman. I think you can find a good woman and go through the next stage of life together. They've been together five years. But the but five years they've college. been together were college. That's an imaginary world. You know, It the, is training camp. College is training that's camp. That's not reality. Yeah. That's not waking up at eight every day. <laughs> you know, that's a different life when yeah. you wake up at eight every day. And then you realize it's every day and you start looking forward to Columbus Day. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Columbus Day didn't exist until you graduated college. Yeah. Before you went to college, it existed because you got an extra day off for those. Oh, there's no classes today. I'll sleep. Exactly. And now Columbus Day means you miss a check. Miss a check. You you planned a weekend around this. Mm -hmm. You've made changes in your schedule. You said, oh, my God, Monday we have to do everything now. I'm drinking on a Sunday because I got Columbus. I'm saying <laughs> to this guy, there's another phase of life that they can do together that isn't that is between college and marriage. I agree with that. So for him, and you need to see what it's like going through that together, because just like you said, you know, you had a girl that you were going to propose to, and then you see what a phone plan is like together. Yeah, we can't even get past. You couldn't get phone past plan. that. And I'm not saying they won't make it. I have faith that he, you know, he's likes her and all that stuff. And what you said is correct. I think that's correct too. Where it's like, hey, you got your relationship. She's gonna like you for you. Yeah, you feel like you got the hang of this shit after college. Give it, give it some after college try. That's yeah. what I would say. Give it a year. But still keep that white noise out your ear, man. Yeah. In the meantime, because in the meantime, while they're trying to figure it all out. Those parents could still be chirping in her ear about, well, who's this guy? Here? Yeah. When are you going to get it together? It's nothing worse than meeting a dad uh, or that, hanging around a dad and he's asking you fucking life is your shit together questions. And you know what they're asking. It's not like they hide it well. God, dude. Imagine being a road comic in a Ford Focus with 300,000 miles and you're meeting women's fathers and like. You, you were on the road for a long time. Yeah, I was nine years before I even moved. 98, I started. I didn't move to L.A. to 07, which was a mistake. 
but that too is a side. What kept you on? I mean, this isn't well, this isn't really a comedy podcast. I don't know if people even know what the road even means. The road, you know, you're yeah. going from town to town every week, every just week, telling jokes. I'm a joke delivery man, the same as a truck driver. Someone wants my car <laughs> and I break a break a one nine. I'm here to deliver jokes to Louisville. I pull up in your town. I tell jokes for three days. I drink your liquor. Hopefully, yeah. one of your women <laughs> treats you yeah, nicely. Back in those days, but. That's not the way to having a real career. You have to be in Los Angeles or or New York hmm. and surround yourself with motivated people that are driven. And the problem with the road as a comedian is that it fluctuates the quality of coworker that you have. Of course, to and, push you. Correct. And if you have poor quality coworkers, as I did more often than not in mm-hmm. a lot of those situations, I never strived and I never wanted more i was just oh i do the road and then one day i get the big picture on the wall yeah and then they name a menu item after me it's like no that's not the way to do it um but i would meet people and i'd meet their father and oh so jokes where does that go how does that and like back in the day to black fathers like if you weren't on comic view you wasn't shit yeah well i i said that to someone (laughs) the other day they're like you know i had family members that were i was just uh, with family recently and they were like you know, they ask questions that they sh- should ask these questions. It's a weird thing that we're doing. You yeah. know, they, how would they know? If you're not Seinfeld, you do, you're nobody. Yeah, so they don't even people. understand that there's just a full-blown infrastructure in place for you to make money. No yeah. different than a musician you've never heard of, of who course. travels opening for bigger-name musicians. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's, a, there's a way to do it. Just don't let anybody make you feel less than. If she loves you and she's willing to continue going forward... That's the only person's validation you need, bro. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Roy Wood. We are sponsored. ZipRecruiter. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Mm-hmm. Listen, if you are in HR, this is a deal that you can't pass up. If you have a small business, you're trying to start something, you need someone to help you. I told my story about interviewing. Um, Interns, when I used to work selling life insurance, I would in- interview interns to try and help me. Oh, it took yeah. up time. ZipRecruiter, I wish it was there. 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within one day. Listen, find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, my listeners can post on ZipRecruiter for free. So why wouldn't you do it? Why wouldn't you? Free. That's right, free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash JTrain. ZipRecruiter.com slash JTrain. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash JTrain. One more time. Try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash JTrain. If you're in HR, you're starting a business, that's a deal you can't pass up. I want to be like the interviewer for ZipRecruiter. I want to be the person. like Goes over the candidates? Yeah. I don't like your resume. The best resumes were the ones with the picture on it. Oh, yes. You see someone like headshot, and you're like, why? Who told you? Who gave this suggestion? (laughs) Nice guy who can't get it up or fuck boy who gets the job done. These are subject line. These Mm -hmm. are email choices. Shelby, cue the music because it's a female email. Last fuck. I was dating guy number one and things were going pretty well. He's an 877. Okay, we have a rating system here on the podcast. Okay. Area code method, guys or girls can use it. Face, body, personality. Okay. 877. Okay. 
But when it finally came time to have sex, he couldn't keep it up, despite no issue during the foreplay before sex. Okay. His excuse was nerves. I was super cool about it. But afterwards, he was a massive dick to me. I said, fuck it, and ended things with him before I flew home for the holidays. In January, I started seeing guy number two, who I go to law school with. He's a solid 989. Okay. We had the best sex of my life. However, I caught feels, and he wasn't ready to give up the single life, so it ended pretty bad, if I'm being honest. Pretty badly, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Fast forward a year. Guy number one has apologized all year for how he acted and asked for another shot. Guy number two and I have made up, and he's asked if we can go back to fucking. Guy number one came over last night, and it was the same problem. Couldn't get hard again. But I'm scared if I go back to fucking guy two, I'll just catch feels again. What do I do? How do I approach either situation with either guy? Law school is hard, and at this point, I just want a consistent good dick for when the stress hits. Please well, help. then there you go. Guy number two. That was the easy one. That's it. But you're going to catch feels, so you just know what comes with that. He she, doesn't want to be in a relationship with you. Not now, or at least not yet. Do you think it's, do you think it's a yet thing? Do you think he, a guy ever is, says that to a girl and then... And then gets to a point because I kind of feel like he's already looked at you and said, and this isn't to say she's not great, but he said that I can do better. Yeah, see, that's uh, and that's and it's a mean thing. I don't want her to hear that in a way that means that she's less than I'm saying that everyone has their own things that they're looking for. And there's something that he's looking for that you don't have at this point. It is possible that you don't have it or he's not ready to harness and go down that road. And Mm. maybe he just likes banging. Yeah. He probably still just really likes banging. Um, That whole theory of when a man sees a woman that he can't be without, nothing will stop him (laughs) from When a man really wants to be with you, nothing will, no excuses. Yeah. I I don't completely buy into that. Like, I have met, and I'm ashamed to say that, Mm. I have met women in my past, especially in my 20s, that were wife material. Of course. And I knew it then. Mm-hmm. I knew it in, the, in those moments. Within two dates, you go, oh, yeah, this is, you're someone that can be long-term with, but I don't want to do that right now. I just want to bang. Yeah. So I'm going to bang. And every time you pressure me about a relationship, I'm going to get weird. Mm-hmm. I'm going to string you along or you're going to catch me banging somebody else. So I'm going to let you catch me banging somebody else so that you'll break up with me so that I don't feel bad. Like, yeah. it's, a, it's a really horrible cycle that I think it's a phase a lot of men have to go through, you know, to get on the other side of that and go, oh, wait, I shouldn't have done that. I should have been a better person. And then when you have, then when you're presented with a woman that is wife material, then you're able to act right. And I don't know if Mr. Good Dick mm-hmm. has it, gone has come out on the other side of that. And he probably hasn't. Not in a year. Yeah. I don't I don't think in a year, but she said it ended ugly. And, and I've here's something you said, and I'm sorry to interrupt no, because no. this is a what you said is absolutely true. Where there's there's so many girls I look back on, I'm like, yeah, I could have gone down the road. I could have gotten deeper and avoided it because I was like, I'm not out of this game yet and that's all there's a mix between emotions and practicality girls don't want to admit a lot of girls don't want to admit that a lot of decisions are made due to practicality and you look at this guy who's in law school he's saying to himself i'm here to fuck and get through law school well 
and do a great job and get a great job. That's number one on his list. If you know, he's more nervous about the job than he is about getting married at this point in his life. I think if you're in law school, if you're like a a person that's going through that, you're there for a yeah, reason. I agree with that. You don't just go to law school because you you either go to law school because you want to like bide your time and you're not ready to get into the real world of working, or you want to find a better job to work at. I think for sure, um, guy number one is out. Yeah, dude can't get it up. The, he can't get it up. So the one thing you need. <laughs> he can't give you. And yeah. even if you do desire a relationship, which is the only reason you let this dude back into your life because you knew good dick wasn't coming with this package, mm -hmm. it clearly isn't enough. So don't lie to yourself and say all you want is dick when you get through law school. If all you wanted was dick, you wouldn't be double clutching on Mr. Good Dick on the grounds Fair. that you might catch feelings. You're scared about catching feelings because you know deep down a relationship wouldn't be a bad, it would, that would be ideal. Mm-hmm. But if you can't just have a soulless fuck session with this guy, I wouldn't get back involved because you're only setting yourself up for emotional failure again. It's going to get and, bad. And I think we've all been in situations where the sex spirals into something more connected, mm -hmm. whether you want it to or not. It just is what it is. When you vibe with a motherfucker, you vibe with him. And you keep going back and, to the well because you're like, oh, my God, this is great, and it won't be anything else. And then you're like... Now you're spending time together. Yeah, and if he's in law school, like you're in law school, now you're dealing with proximity, homie, and now you're polluting your own your own mental stability for the sake of getting through law school because mm. that's still your priority, first and foremost. Yeah, like, you're better off just. This is a horrible thing to say, but you're better off just fucking some random guy and just ha and just hooking up, just going yeah. to a club and hooking up and not talking to people, not communicating because. If you're gonna have this quasi fake relationship and eventually want a relationship, then you're gonna push him into a corner. And where, hate each other. Yeah, and you're both going to hate each other. The, and the, kind of go, to go back to guy one, guy one annoys me. He, she said he got mean after he couldn't get up. He's insecure. Insecure. You can't be with a guy like that. That guy will never be fun to be around. Now, Getting mad because you, I mean. Here's he something fun to, to, to talk about with guy one, though. Um, maybe if he's open to the discussion. Talk about things that you all could do to get to help him get it up. Mm. Like what? Like that? Now you get into some deeper psychosis type stuff. But like, should we watch porn? Should we try pictures? Should we? Because if it's something where you all can have a breakthrough, then now you got a boyfriend. Because it, it seems like eight seven seven was Mister Perfect, except yeah. for the sex. And you touched a nerve with him, and it was the one thing he couldn't connect with. And you know, and is he really attracted to you? Is he, like these are all honest questions and dialogue to have, but have it in a way where his ego isn't all ruffled, because otherwise he's just going to huff and puff. Yeah, and it's not going to be a productive. But the, I mean, the real answer is when she says, "I just want some dick." I mean, she's not looking to be a dick soothsayer. <laughs> this is true but but i feel like i i don't believe her when she says she only wants a dick oh not at all that. i mean to go back to the guy who ended badly yet now he's back he's a guy will always come back to the girl he had good sex with but pushed off yeah. for the relationship or the girl that he realized was the right one all along he'll go back for that if if it's still possible but that's that's a 
That's a long game. Yeah, that's that's a totally different discussion because just because you go back doesn't mean that the relationship's going to work because it also depends on how you broke up. Mm. And can you really forgive whatever he said or whatever he did? Because some people, no matter how much they try, they can't get past the past. And not just some people. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. And, you know, you can try to make something work. But I think at the end of the day, you go into it with guy number two knowing what the deal is and mm-hmm. knowing that if you catch feelings, it's going to get weird. And it's your responsibility. Yeah. He's oh, already shown he's already you what he's about. And he's been honest. He was very honest. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Roy Wood Jr. At Roy Wood Jr. on Twitter and Instagram. Also, go check out. Is the Comedy Central special still yeah, uh, Father Figure. It's, it's wherever you steal media. It's on iTunes, Comedy Central app. I've uh, said this to you. It was my favorite special last year. I I, I mean that. Thank you, I, sir. I had such a good time. This is the thing. You do comedy, and you you said you moved here after doing the road for so long. Yeah. You're like, where did this guy come from? <laughs> you know, I thought I saw all the good ones. And it's like, it was cool to I would encourage anyone. I appreciate Go that, watch man. it. I really Thank enjoyed you, watching buddy. it. Nice, fun guy gets no pussy. Okay. Oh, Jewish sage, king of brunch, Uncle JT. I write to you on a cold, stormy night in need of your sage-like wisdom. I'm a college freshman, D1 lacrosse player at a high academic school. To give you some background, we have a frat that throws pretty good parties, and we mostly hang out with other sports teams. Here's my conundrum. I go to the parties, have a good time, tear up the dance floor, and all the girls I've met regard me as a cool, nice, fun guy, but herein lies the conundrum. I have yet to get any real puss. A couple of makeouts, but nothing for real. It doesn't help the confidence uh, Help the confidence that my roommate, who's a stud, has already fucked five girls. Should I dip into the sluttier waters of a nearby school or stay the course only three weeks in? So we got this a little while back. Jeez. Also, another alternative option is to just fuck a couple of fives instead of waiting around for eights. Any advice would be much appreciated. Sincerely, a kid just trying to get some puss. Three-week freshman? Yeah. D1 lacrosse. I think his um, expectations are a little too high. Yeah. Out the gate, you're way too high. You First of all, you got you to gotta long play this game, man. Meet people and be interesting. I'm not going to say don't dance. Mm-hmm. A lot of people dance mm-hmm. on the dance floor. But compare your behavior to those of the studs that you claim are just smashing tail left and right. Mm-hmm. Are they on the dance floor? And I'm not saying imitate that, but just keep in mind that sometimes there's something to intrigue and not being the center of attention for some women. The wild guy in the middle of the room. Yeah, that that's you're the friend everybody loves. Like, oh, he's so – old Carter. Carter's mm-hmm. being Carter. We love old Carter. I'm going <laughs> to go fuck Nick now. Like that, especially if you're a wacky dance guy. Yeah, because that's people just, aren't looking to fuck wacky dance guy. It's nothing sexual about that. It's entertaining. It's fun for you, and it's fun to look at. But it's there's nothing intriguing and interesting. No one sees. Imagine seeing a chick just dancing by herself, wacky and crazy. Well, I, I take that back. Some dude would still be <laughs> like, "Yeah, what's her story?" Yeah, but, for a guy, it's a little different. Yeah, as a woman, as as a as a man, though, I think. We'd look at that girl dancing in the middle of the dance where we go, man, she's a weirdo. It's going to be weird when I fuck her. Yeah. You know? yeah there's a guy that's <laughs> going to think that. So 
I mean, you're a freshman, man. Just just take your time. Go to class. The the main important thing I would say when it comes to meeting people, I find value in conversation. But you know, I was never a guy that like nailed a lot of ass mm-hmm. in college. Like I was never. I I don't know. I just never had swag like that. I had a couple of girlfriends or whatever, but like just like his roommate or whatever. Yeah. Oh, he's already banged five different girls. Mm, I've never been that guy. Thing. There was always these. There was a couple of guys in my fraternity who we'd always like accuse of not drinking. Like we always accuse them. We're like, you're not drinking to fuck. And it was like, why would we get mad at them for that? One, it's ridiculous. But we would say, you know, they they're kind of on that level of the interesting guy in the side of the room. He's a lacrosse player, so he's got an athletic build. He's mm. probably tall. So just 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 lie just lie cool in the weeds, man. Because here's the other thing about college that you're gonna find. No matter how big the school, I don't care if student body's seven thousand or twenty seven thousand, it's a very small social mm-hmm. community. Circles are small. So, you know, be polite to everyone and you'll be surprised the people that may not find you interesting now that will later once mm-hmm. they also settle because everybody just got to school. It's what's going on. Oh, he's cute. And everyone's uh, worried uh, that they're falling behind yeah. and they're not fucking enough or not doing well enough or not to kind yeah. of jump off of that point. He mentioned like going to a different school. Don't give up on your home turf. No, that's insane. If you have nothing to talk about with the girls at your school, you're going to have less to talk about with the girls at another yeah, school. There's no common denominators now. I think you just oh also sometimes it works to become friends with the girl that you're trying to date. That's mm. one way of doing it as well. You can also, I mean, he th- he's the other thing he's doing, and we live in a time of options where there's so many options that we don't pick anything at all. Yeah, we get paralysis. What do they call it? Uh, Retail something. So, but I'm saying for him, he's saying I gotta go. I got to look down at the fives. If you're saying that, that means you're not even speaking to people based on some rating system in your head. And we yeah, do the so rating I gotta system. Fuck, I got to put my dick in something. I yeah, mean, we've so, all been 18. But. So I've, yeah, but, I've, but I'm only talking to eights. And it's like, dude, you are closing off communication gateways <laughs> that can get you to eights. Yeah. Like the fact that you're saying you're looking above the tree line. You're not even looking in the woods. And because you're closed off to some number rating and some level of woman that you you've deemed worthy of your conversation and dancing ability, you're missing everything. Yeah. So you got to dig in and start looking. And just like you said, be interested in some of the people you're meeting. Yeah. There's people in your class. Everyone has five friends. Be interested in the people that are interested in you. Yeah. and, And fives don't stay fives, homie. People J- mature, people grow. The sa- J Train po- Podcast at gmail.com. Weren't J- you an eight? Yeah, I used to be. <laughs> Eights don't stay eights, man. It's fluctuations. It's beauty is like a fucking stock. And it fucking goes up and down. Yeah. I mean, it, it you see sometimes you'll get like see a girl from college, you're like, what happened there? For, and you're like, how did she get so hot? All of a sudden. (laughs) There's a girl I've known since middle school that's been as gorgeous in 1992 as she is today. 
Like really, me and my friends, like we call them mutual fund. Like <laughs> every year, you know, you're getting the five percent. You're getting return. something good. It ain't going down. And she's <laughs> she's always been cool, man. But it's just one of those. We always laugh about it because she's one of those rarities that mm. just career Hall of Famer. Yes. Just been a nine since the seventh grade until today. Still a nine. Still a nine. Still a nine. You kind of look in awe of those people. You're like, how How have you lived? You've lived a king's life. At my peak, I'd say I was a seven with a great personality and a sense of humor that bumped me up to an eight. Mm. I think that was my peak. That was your I've peak. I've never had great physique. I've never been ripped. I was skinny, but I wasn't ripped. Like I used to be like Tommy Davidson skinny. Oh, really? Yeah. And then the road happened. <laughs> it is so we, tough. We eat. Arby's at 2.30 in the morning at a truck stop. Uh, <laughs> Beef and cheddar's catch up with you. I mean, well, it's it's one of those things that, you know, I, I the eating at night thing, I can't, I can't stop. It's too good, man. It's the only, it's and, it, it, and it's like, oh, I'm just going to go to bed now? This is it? <laughs> I have to wait till breakfast? Like, no, fourth meal, Taco Bell says so. And nothing tastes better than that. Tastes horrible at two in the afternoon. You ever had Taco Bell at two in the afternoon versus <laughs> Only four in the morning? High. Yeah, it's I don't know what it is. It's just it's great late mm -hmm. night food, but in the middle of the day, you just go. I could have done better than this. When I was in high school, we used to get high and go to a Chinese buffet, where you would spend like ten bucks, and you could just go and just eat all day. Yeah, we had a couple of spots like that, but we had, we figured out a spot. It used to be a Chinese spot in the same shopping plaza as this Rena Center. Because that's where quality Chinese food yes. was made. Straight, it was called, straight from the Orient. Yeah, it was um, in Tallahassee. It was called Hong Kong 2. We used to call it the Deuce. The Deuce. And we'd walk down to the Deuce. <laughs> where was Hong Kong 1? I don't No one knows. No one knows. This is Hong Kong 2. This is part of their marketing Dude, uh, It was in strategy. the same plaza with this Winn-Dixie. And we used to walk down there from campus. It was like a 10-minute walk. And for $8, oh, my God, you'd eat for at least... That that meal will cover you from 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. until the next morning. <laughs> yeah. Because it just sits in your stomach. Oh, God, it was so good. It was so horrible. I look at it now and I just go, how did I eat this? How did, why did I make these choices? I'm enjoying going to some different questions with you. All right. I like I like the perspective you got going. Okay? I Fair like enough. where you're coming from. Because this is, a, we, we've done a lot of different emails. Here's a different one. First company holiday party. Have you been to a company holiday Don't party? get drunk. Good afternoon, Mr. Train. I'm a recent college grad. We'll be attending my company's holiday party for the first time in December. Working in an office with somewhat like a startup ment uh, mentality, beer hours, casual or business casual attire, good perks. Most of the employees are under the age of 35, and I've heard that some get rather drunk at the party, and it's a very good time. I was wondering what tips you have for people attending company holiday parties. Because we're coming up on the season. Halloween, Thanksgiving. The holidays. Also, my girlfriend is not able to attend, so I was wondering if I should go alone or ask a friend. What do you think? Any holiday mm, party tips? Depends on the friend. Uh, if you and the girlfriend are not serious, serious, like, you know, over a year or two, you should treat coworkers like meeting family. If she's if she's ready to meet family, then she's ready to meet coworkers. Interesting. Um, granted, my perspective on that comes a little different because as a comic, mm -hmm. 
for a woman to meet my coworkers, I need to make sure she knows that I'm a normal, level-headed, sane individual <laughs> because no two comedians are the same. Yeah. And I'd let a girl one time meet my comedy buddies too soon, and she just assumed that's what I Jekyll and Hyde yeah. into, and she's just meeting Hyde. And I was like, and you're meeting Whoa. a lot of different characters. And yeah, you got guys popping pills, smoking weed. You got other guys that go home and love their family. So she just wasn't sure which comic she was going to end up with, so she cut mm -hmm. it off. Uh, two rules: holiday party. Do not get drunk. Do not flirt with anyone. Mm -hmm. Period. You're going, it's an opening party. You're, it's a meet and greet. You got to treat it that. You don't know these people, bro. I mean, and I. And you haven't been there long. Did you go to the, I went to the Sellers holiday party last year. Yeah, I went last year. I used to work in radio. I did morning radio for a okay. decade. And we used to have the company party and sure as shit, once a year, somebody would get drunk mm -hmm. and fall over and, and then that would be. Game over. Yeah, like you'd end up fired or you'd end up being laughed at at work and that's all people associate you with mm -hmm. is that blunderous moment at the party or you know do karaoke have fun you know let a load off the other cool thing about being the sober person at the party is that you can get the drunk people to talk and then you're basically gathering intel on your yes. own job i always do this when i'm going to a party like this company party high stakes situation i find a drunk pace car so you always find the drunkest person. And you're one drink behind them. Always. <laughs> always. And you make sure that that drunk pace car keeps the pace. You don't want to be, it's only one person. As mm -hmm. long as you get one person that's that guy. I mean, I, when I was in high school, I played lacrosse and the coach would say, always say, don't be that guy. And that's always been my mentality for these drinking <laughs> events. Just don't be that guy. Because just like you said, it becomes a you know in obituaries they say it's in the first paragraph. Yeah, that becomes your first paragraph. Yeah, is oh that's Roy. I'll tell you something about him later at the party. Yeah, it's not. It's you know, it's not advantageous. Uh, there's nobody at your job that's worth fucking to fuck up your your real money. And yeah, if you're at a young company, then you guys are probably growing leaps and bounds. If Everybody's under 35. That means you're in tech. That means that there's something to be gained and some information to be learned because that's what you're really after is growth in your job. And this is just a different type of work setting. It's not a fucking party. Plus the fact they're seeing if they could work with you. If it's a young company, no one plans on being there the rest of their lives. Just the nature of how this generation is. Mm -hmm. No one's staying at GE or Ford for their whole 40 years and then having the cake at retirement. Yeah. So these people are entrepreneurial just like the next guy. So if you're at the party going crazy, they're going to say, I'm not working. That guy's a liability. I'm not working yeah. with that guy. Stay one to two drinks behind the pace yeah, and then you're bound to say something stupid that fucks up your own. You, you tell some stupid, insensitive joke or somebody gets drunk. And you know what? Maybe they should stand for the fucking anthem. And then there's a record <laughs> scratch. I mean, you know, nothing. I mean, but yeah, you know, you have a right to protest and you're going to try and clean it up during that awkward silence. And yeah. you're fucked. It's just And people remember this it. shit. Always. You work too hard to get a job to blow it over feeling goofy over some liquor just go to a bar and hang out with the lacrosse kid <laughs> let's do one more email yeah i appreciate this roy uh go find roy wood jr on twitter at roy wood jr on twitter instagram at roy wood jr 
We'll do one more. I'll, I'll give you the the options for titles. Ready? Texting and breadcrumbing. Keeping someone interested till break. Till break. Probably like a college break. College break. break. Yeah. Girlfriend addicted to Xanax. Mm. Um, need help ASAP. Shit, it's uh, it's down to Xanax or ASAP. Give me ASAP. If it's a whack question, we'll speed round them. Okay. And then we'll go back to Xanax. So let's do that. Hold on. So give me need help ASAP. Okay, ready? Let's hope it's a real emergency and not some help. What sweater should I wear to Thanksgiving? <laughs> Last year, a girl from my church youth group. Oh, fuck this. No. <laughs> oh, nice. The freaks. S- said that my brother had sent her nude photos through text. However, when she asked if I when asked if she could show the pics, she said it was actually Snapchat, but she forgot her password and email. What? Why would you ask to see the bro- pictures of your brother? Is she telling you because she's going to snitch on him and turn him in? The end result was that her dad yelled at her in front of everyone, calling her a liar. My brother was cleared. Oh, my God. This is like this, uh, is this out of the 1970s. Drama. However, it got pretty popular around youth, and she still had people who believed her. A year later, a girl that my friend worked with who also went to youth said that she sent her, he sent her, uh, was sent her pics when she was a freshman now I would brush this off because my brother doesn't know about this person and he didn't know, have so even have social media at the time. My mom checked all his texts, even deleted ones through our AT&T account. However, my good friend still kind of believes her. What should I do? There's nothing you can do. Get away from this. This isn't your business. Yeah. And if she wants to send nudes, let her fucking send nudes. And if the brother's sending nudes, let him send them. But it, So basically these women are lying on my brother. How do I get them to believe? You can't change these people's truths. So you just have to stop associating with these people. Yeah. Know and what they are. I understand it's youth group, it's church, so it's social circles. You see these people a lot, but you just have to keep your distance. Keep it breezy is what I say. One to two sentence responses, not a lot of conversation. You can't hang out with these people. And then when other people bring you gossip from those people, you don't entertain it because mm. those people run back. They are poly parrots. They're into, They're keeping in her ear. They're keeping in yeah, your ear. They just want to be around it. Give them nothing. Did you hear she said something about your brother again? Oh, that's messed up. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? I don't know. Anyway, did you see the game? Pivot on the ass. It. Yeah, give me Xanax. Let's end heavy. Get, this is going to be heavy. Let's play some uh, heavy music. Girlfriend is girlfriend addicted to sitting in a jail for possession. (laughs) Jesus. Hey, Jared Feather. Big issue here. I'm your number one South Dakota fan and probably only small town kid moved to big town, big, big town KC in July. Shout out to Cordova. What's Cordova? Cordova, South Dakota. I went pheasant hunting there. Really? Yeah. I like this. Let's get real serious. I know I've known a girl that lives here for a couple years that I've crushed on from a distance. Now I'm dating this girl. We're both post-grads and she's an 898. Problem is she has anxiety and prescribes Xanax every day. I don't know if it's the pills or the way she is, but she's very emotionless. I can never tell if she's happy or not. She grew up in a broken home with a stepdad that sexually assaulted her. Oh, fuck. Touch with her in heavy, bro. And a mom that never really cared. She's never met a real dad and lives with her brother. My dad grew up the same way she did. She deserves a good guy that understands and can be here for her. However, it's gotten to the point where now 
where her emotionlessness is affecting me. She does this thing where she won't answer a question if she thinks you won't like the answer. I just feel like she doesn't want to be with some uh, with me sometimes, and I'm the only one tugging on the rope. I brought this up to her a week and a half ago, and things haven't really gotten better. Oh, also, she has no sexual drive. <laughs> oh, and also. Uh, has never had an orgasm. I'm confident in my sexual abilities, so I don't know if it's a lack of... I don't think it's a lack of skill. This makes sex very unmotivated, and I'm even busting quicker. When we're together, things are great, but it's a little things that in a lack of communication or emotion. I don't want to give up on her, but it might be that at that point. Anything else I can do before I say fuck this chick? Go back to the first paragraph. He's moving. Right? Um, he moved to Casey in July. Oh, okay. Another girl so that she's, lives here for so, a couple years. So she's in Casey. And he crushed on for him a distance, and now he's dating her. And now it's bad. Uh, I got to go ahead and quote the great three six mafia. Okay. Oh, this is a that you're not the first. We do this every week. We do a three six mafia quote. I'm, I'm sure you do every week with all of those white guests. <laughs> don't save her. She don't want to be saved. That's what Project Pat told me. Now explain that. You're trying to save this person. You're trying to help this person. Yeah, and this person has shown you at every mile marker that they're mm -hmm. not interested in you saving them. Mm -hmm. They just want to exist. Now, I'm not saying you turn your back on someone who's dealing with addiction, but at the end of the day, you have to make sure that what they are doing does not destroy you mm -hmm. in the process. And even if you're loving them from a distance and just trying to help them get back to zero, mm -hmm. you can do that without being emotionally invested yourself. Because... Even if it's just friendship. And the problem is that I would imagine what he's dealing with. I had an uncle that dealt with alcoholism for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And it's how do you keep the distance without this person feeling rejected and without this and without being the catalyst for them going even deeper into whatever hole they were already in when you started dealing with them in the first place. For sure. Because you don't want that on your conscience of this person spiraling, but and he cares about her. He doesn't want to be, you know. Oh, of course, a part of that, yeah, of course. But then I think there's a way to care for this person without involving yourself emotionally in the long term, and just and I'm not saying break up with her, but at least set the boundaries of look where we are right now. I think we need to just scale back what we're doing, mm -hmm. and you know, I express to you. My needs, you can't meet them. That's fine. I respect that. I'm not here to pressure you into anything, but I'm always here if you need me. And you just keep calling and checking in and trying yeah. to be that better person. All you can be is the best you can be. Because at the end of the day, if that's not enough for someone, man, what can you do? other than now? Because now, if I give you everything, and now I'm going to quote Juvenile okay. from Cash Money. Okay. The other guy was uh, This is from the song <laughs> A Million and One Things off the G-Code album circa 1998, I think. We can look that up. 98, I think, the G-Code. Uh, if I give you everything, I'm going to be broke. Yeah. So if you're both emotionally depleted, then, <coughs> you know, what has happened? And if she has this broken family... Um, sometimes it can help to find friends and other people that could 
try and help get her out mm. of that funk. I mean, sometimes something as simple as a group date, you know, anything to just kind of change change the course. You it know, does sound like from his email that they're just like two people that are together and there's nothing else going on around them. Mm-hmm. Just the way that... Yeah, there it is. A million and one things. <laughs> I don't think... I think a good relationship can help somebody, but a... You know, but staying in a relationship with someone that needs is, is isn't really going to help them. No, I like think the it, obligation that he feels isn't helping her. Because what's going to happen is that he's going to look up a year from now, and he's going to be resentful. Yeah, and then you're going to be angry at her, and all she's been is herself. Yeah, she didn't change. You're constantly trying to put a square in a circle hole mm-hmm. and getting frustrated by it because you care about this person. Why won't you let me help you? I'm trying to help you. Let me help you. Some people don't want that help, man. This is also sometimes a tactic people do to have someone leave them. Yeah, she could be trying to push him away. Push him away and say, you know, I'm not, you know, you, and then feels bad because he's been there for her in times of need. And, you know, you not respecting what you want. What I do know about addiction, for sure, is that the pivot doesn't happen until the person dealing with the problem is ready yeah. to change. Period, point blank. Oh, yeah, here it comes. This is the here it comes. You get mad at me because I want to give you 10? I respect Y'all grown men. I got bills to feed. I got bills to pay. I got people coming at me for shit every day. I can't please everybody, but I love my folks. If I give you everything, baby, I'm going to be broke. There it is. The wisdom of juvenile. I don't think he knew that he'd be getting advice from juvenile today. I can't please everybody, but I love my folks. If I give you everything, baby, I'm going to be broke. Yeah. Because right now he's for emotion and money. It's everything. If I'm him, you sit her down one more time and you say, I'm giving you everything. What do you think can help us out of this? You know, what can you do? Are you happy? Like, I would ask if she's happy. That's fair. And she would say, she probably might, she's going to say, I'm not happy in general. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, maybe this relationship isn't what fixes that. We're doing the same thing every day. Yeah. What, what's the change here? So let's stop the relationship and then let's just, as people, as a person, work together on, you know, trying to get help. you better. Yeah. Because you deserve to be happy, sir. You yeah, deserve that's the thing. that. He's not, he's not her caregiver. No. And you're not discarding someone. You just have to figure out a way to help them in a way that doesn't destroy you in the process. Because if you're both destroyed, nothing has been accomplished. Mm-hmm. Let's, no. do, let's do one fun hypothetical. Okay. Would you rather your farts be super loud and smell nice or always be silent and smell like plain old J-Train farts? Oh, I'm all about the SPDs, baby. Yeah. Silent but deadlies. Just crop dust them out. Oh, dude, when I get it, when I when if I'm not sitting in first class, crop dust every time. <laughs> Wait a minute. Sometimes I can't like. <laughs> so on your way through first class. On the way to the back of the plane. Yeah, you're dust. letting it go. Crop dust. <laughs> ruin, <laughs> ruin their flight. <laughs> Sometimes it's a snare drum. Yeah. I don't have proper muscle control. <laughs> yeah, the loud fart you can never get away with. 
right? Why would you ever want that? Yeah. You can get away with an SBD. Yeah, you can let that out, no problem. No issue. But allowing to still with a loud fart, what you going to do, man? I just farted. It's done. It's over with. You can't even sell me stop. We were having a serious conversation, like with my family, and one of my aunts just all of a sudden, huge burp in the <laughs> middle of this. And no one acknowledged it. No one, like, it was like a grand aunt. Nobody tre- checked her. No one checked her. And we just were like, and I heard it, and I tried almost started laughing. No one said a word. <laughs> just conversation moved on. Oh, poor aunt. It happens. When you get that old, you can just say, fuck it, do what you want. Absolutely. <laughs> if you heard a loud fart and it was an old guy, you would be, you'd give like a nod, yeah, like a respect. happy, good for you. You've earned the right, sir. You did sir. it. Roy Wood, thank you for coming on, buddy. Man, thank you, sir. This was fantastic. At Roy Wood Jr. on Twitter and Instagram. Go follow him, support him. Go watch The Daily Show. Check him out there. I respect the fact that you don't put any disclaimer on this podcast about how it's just advice, and if I fuck up your life, you can't sue me or nothing. <laughs> do I have to do that? Not really. <laughs> should I? Should there be? No. Nah, oh, obviously, not... you can go seek a professional. I mean, that Xanax, I would see a professional. That's an eight in the advice, no? Yeah. You've got to reach out to some real people that know how to help. Well, they should go to counseling together. Ooh. That's, that's really what too. they should be doing. That's a good one, too. Yeah, this was fun, man. I'm happy you came on. Thank you so much. Hope you get some ass lacrosse, guy. Just take your time. His dick will be in our prayers. <laughs> Classic Shelb, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. At Classic Shelb on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Tuesday and Friday with your emails. Keep sending them in. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. I'm Jtrain56 on Twitter and Snapchat. At Jared Freed on Instagram. We'll be back next episode. Boom.